0: I'm in a great mood today, and I have no reason to be, except I didn't sleep particularly much last night. Busy working, believe it or not, Uh, through the night. A lot of good stuff uh, that I know is happening that I always share with you because you kindly, generously give me this microphone, and I say thank you, thank you, thank you every day. 286 days, we will have the ultimate in all juries, and that's you, we, the American people. Joe Scarborough thinks that I'm living, and Fox people are living in a bubble. That there's no chance that Donald Trump can win the election. They were laughing about it this morning. Who did he have on with him? Do you remember who it was? Um, uh, oh, I think it was Elise Jordan. And by the way, I have no Elise. I like Elise. She's a nice person. I don't even hate Joe at all. I mean, Joe's fine. Look, I, I, he, he, him making the argument that he's not a liberal is laughable. But he can believe what he wants. That's fine. He can say what he wants. He can. It's his TV show. Let him do. The show, the Monkey House show. song. Here we go. All right. So we don't have time for that. Um, let me give you some anecdotal data that, to me, is the ultimate polling. How do you think? The Schumer Schiff show is going over and I'm going to go over the details. We're going to keep you up to speed. We got other news. We're also going to get to today and we have Jim Jordan Four facts. Never change. Jordan. He's amazing. Bill O'Reilly. will get his take today. We'll get our constitutional lawyers on it. John Sale and Greg Jarrett, a lot of constitutional issues. But before I give you the anecdotal information, I want to backtrack a little bit here. There's nothing, I mean, Schiff has been now, what, speaking for how long? And and he's condescending, he's arrogant, and he's rude, and he's just not particularly likable. And he's also a guy that is compromised in this very case, which is somewhat laughable. And not only is he compromised, he's corrupt. He lied to everybody in the House Intel Committee when he put out his report, Devin Nunes was proven to be telling you, we, the people, the truth as vindication has now happened vis-a-vis the inspector general report. Yep, premeditated fraud on a FISA court. And yep, the bulk of information was the Hillary Clinton dirty dossier, the Russian dirty, unverifiable dossier. And nope, there was no collusion as... You know, the congenital, compromised, corrupt liar Adam Schiff was telling all of us for what, three long years? Now, I'm watching it. There's nothing new that we are learning. Nothing. You're going to get 24 straight hours of this, you know, the House manager. They impeached the president. They're now, they had the sole power to do it. They did it. They said it's a slam dunk. Now the Senate has the sole power to put on the trial. Everybody's sworn in, dressed up, looking their Sunday best. And now the Schumer-Schiff-Sham show goes on. Now, what bothers me, I don't like being lied to. I just don't. There's something about lying like when my kids would get in trouble when they were young. They're not young anymore. They lie now. They're really in trouble. But when they were young, you know, I would always say to them, you're insulting my intelligence. Stop I am more streetwise than you will ever be in 40 lifetimes, which is a good thing because I don't want you to live the life that I've had to live. It's what parents do. And I always punish them more for the lying if they lied. They're not liars. They're honest kids. I'd always literally, you know, punish them more if they were telling a lie than anything else. Because I felt it was important that they learn to tell the truth, accept responsibility when they do something wrong. Uh, we're all human we all fail we all make mistakes you know you can make a mistake when you do it the second third and fourth time I would argue that's a choice not a mistake anymore you're choosing to do the wrong thing but people do what they're going to do and consequences are what they're going to be in life and what we watched last night while Hannity was going on it and I, I I just flat out refused to do this the way the mob and the media does it again I'm going to get to the anecdotal evidence here in a second how the public is perceiving this but last night we all know what the process is schumer knew nadler knew schiff knew everyone else that talked knew and they were feigning outrage now the people feigning the outrage are the very same people last week when the president was signing a 220 billion dollar trade deal with china that greatly, thankfully, benefits, that's a two-year deal, $220 billion, two years. That benefits our American farmers, the best of the best. They deserve this open market. We've been punished for years by the Chinese, and we've been mistreated, and we've accepted it. President got that done, and farmers benefit, big league, big time. Service workers, they benefit. The energy sector, they benefit. Those manufacturing jobs that came back that Obama said are never coming back. Manufacturing companies, they benefit. The auto industry, I love American auto workers. They benefit from this. But at the same time, we had solemnly, prayerfully, Nancy Pelosi, you know, with her commemorative pens, with her engraved signature, smiling solemnly and prayerfully, taking pictures. Donald Trump signing a trade deal. That benefits all of these hard-working Americans. And the president's been in Davos. I doubt he's slept much in the last 48, 72 hours either. And he's there. I watched his press conference this morning because I was up working. And he's, I thought the president was amazing. And the media lies. He said that Sean Hannity and Rush Limbaugh should get Pulitzer surprises. That's not what he said. He said people that didn't get the story right got Pulitzer surprises. And there are people that got everything right us those of us in talk radio rush mark me there are others i don't want to exclude anybody i want everybody that was right to take a lap and take a bow for telling your audience the truth just like we try to do every day he wasn't saying hannity and limbaugh should have a Pulitzer surprise. He's saying they gave it to them they got it wrong guys like hannity and, and rush and mark got it right so i'm just the whole thing to me is that that gets misrepresented by the press And the lying, to get back to that point, they are lying through their teeth last night because you get 24 hours each side, just like the Clinton years. You get 16 hours of questions, just like the Clinton years. Then you get to decide on the issue of whether or not we're going to bring in witnesses. Well, if the House has the sole power to impeach, my admonition is, you, the American people, you ought to be asking your Republican senators, why would you take over the role that is, that is spelled out, the sole role of impeachment is in the House? Why would the Senate say, well, you didn't do a good job, so let's bring in these new witnesses? That's the House's job. And after all, I thought it was a slam-dunk case anyway. I thought, you know, they're going to go in, they're going to prove their case, and the president is going to be convicted, which we all know is not going to end the way they want, but all of those procedures last night's and votes last night was one big show. It was a lie. It wasn't about really caring about having the witnesses testify. By the way, they're, they're arguing for witnesses they themselves never subpoenaed. Because they had to do this urgently so they can go out on vacation and then hide it for a few more weeks urgently. Before they got the commemorative signing with the autographed Nancy Pelosi pinned solemnly, prayerfully smiling for pictures. So let's stop. These votes were designed to attack Joni Ernst and Cory Gardner and Susan Collins in Maine and other Republicans that they're trying to get on the record so that they can get power back. What do they want their power back for? So they can shove the new Green Deal down our throat? 94 trillion in 10 years, great. Does anybody have a calculator, an abacus? Help them out because 90, we only take in four trillion a year or thereabouts. That's 40 trillion, 94 trillion, uh-oh, we can't afford it. And Medicare for all, 52 trillion. We can't even afford that. And that's given every penny they take into Medicare for all with no defense, no other programs. Their lies for their power back, they just had power. They added 13 million Americans in food stamps, 8 million more in poverty, the lowest labor participation rate since the 70s and the worst recovery since the 40s. Now, this president has the lowest unemployment rate of any modern day president, has set record after record the best employment situation in over 50 years, a half a century. People benefiting every demographic, African-Americans, Asian-Americans, Hispanic-Americans, women in the workplace. He said they might complain because it's their best record in 73 years, not the best record on record. He's working on it. Youth unemployment, African-American youth unemployment in particular. Thank that I would get in trouble if I was out in the streets. Any kid needs a job. Doesn't matter if you your ethnicity or background. You learn the work ethic. It's great. Thank God the jobs are available. They were when I, the incorrigible Sean Hannity, was growing up. And for any other kid that's growing up, our American family, all of this for what? Because they want their power back so they can shove the new Green Deal down our throat or up, depending which way you like to look at it. You got to be kidding me. Putting the country through this they don't care about due process they were lecturing us about due process they're liars they know there's no mystery to how any of this is gonna end now i'm getting to the anecdotal evidence it's led by this guy that we now know well number one the whistleblower is overheard and this is real clear investigations in 2017 discussing with another obama holdover just two weeks after trump took office CIA analyst, we know who the guy is. Just Google it if you want to know. Linked in a tweet, and by the way, was discussing how they can remove Trump. The same guy that shift denial. I wish we could talk to the whistleblower. We know his office was in touch with the whistleblower. The call with the president, there's nothing wrong with that call. You know, what are the four facts that never changed? Transcript shows no quid pro quo that word aid never mentioned. Both Presidents Zelensky and Trump, there was no pressure. There was no talk of a quid pro quo. The president did question him about hey, don't hang around with Prashensky's guys, your predecessor, bad idea. We know Ukraine didn't even know that the, the money was being delayed. They got every p- penny and they did nothing. And the only one fact witness in the case, Ambassador Sondland, said, well, when I asked the President what he wanted, he said, nothing. Just be honest. No quid pro quo. So the anecdotal evidence, you might say, well, what are, you, what are you leading up to, Hannity? The rating, early ratings come in. Now, you would think the first day of the impeachment of a president would be a massive day for these liberal hate Trump, rage Trump, you know, media mob Democrats. No, it wasn't. Minor increases. A couple of hundred thousand, maybe above. That means... Now, I'm telling you right now, the American people aren't hearing anything new. They're bored stiff. They might pay a little more attention when the battle over witnesses and executive privilege comes, and then it's going to end. And then they have what to run on A, a, a record of doing nothing. There is the best news I can give you today. In 286 days, you, we, the American people, become the ultimate jury. You get to decide finally and you get to shock the world again now joe scarborough says people like me are living in a fantasy thinking that donald trump can win re-election i don't know if i believe that all right as we roll along best election coverage and you know schumer shift show sham show impeachment show whatever it is you know my only thing is you elect these politicians these weak senate republicans there are a few of them Oh, well, look i'll i speak out when they're good and when they're bad mitt romney so far has been pretty good good for him um i hope he understands the constitutionality and the issues of executive privilege that may come up and the importance it is to the office of the presidency going back to george washington because that's how serious these issues are you know it doesn't matter what ukraine didn't feel any pressure the, you know, our our framers, our founders, they all warned about this. I won't bore you. I have quotes from Hamilton, Jefferson. You get the point. And it's being led by people that have nothing but an agenda to just destroy this president. This is why the ultimate jury now matters. I don't have a crystal ball. I'm going to explain why I think the president is in a very good position to win. But I'll start with this before we go to the news at the bottom of the hour and just say for any Republican to win the White House, you have to thread the needle. You have to run the table. That's that simple. You have to get North Carolina. Virginia now is more blue than purple, unfortunately. Northern Virginia, all the government workers. You have to win Florida, swinging, hanging, dented, indented, pimpled, you know, chads. We know how close Florida can be. We know you have to win Ohio. You have to pick off Pennsylvania, Michigan, Ohio. I mentioned Wisconsin. Maybe Minnesota's in play. Maybe New Hampshire. You got to get Arizona. You got to get Nevada. You got to get New Mexico. You got to play for it all. I don't know. If, maybe maybe a few surprise states. The president. It's the demand for tickets to the president's New Jersey rally is unprecedented. Who knows? Maybe he'll fill up Giant Stadium. Quick break. I'll explain why I think the president's in a decent position. All right, 25 to the top of the hour, 800 941 Sean You want to be a part of this extravaganza, the best election coverage available on your radio dial, and yeah, even the Schumer-Shifsham show, too. Um. Anyway, uh, Jay Sekula just stepped up. Let's dip in for a few. I know. Democrats
1: saying without witnesses, this can't be a fair trial.
0: He just
2: went through two and a half hours of laying out his case to go with the 11 hours of laying out their case last night now unless he's making it up he seems like he's got a lot of information so proceed with your case that, i mean that, i mean the, the more they do this two and a half hour events at a time it undercuts their entire argument but you know what that's gonna be ultimately for the united states senate to decide
1: the president today in davos said that basically, we have all the materials as one way of defending the fact that this is a challenging case for the Democrats. We have all the materials. Democrats say he's boasting that he's successfully obstructed Congress. How do you respond to that allegation?
2: First of all, this, this idea, I mean, I think what Jerry Nadler said last night, what he, what he called it, executive privilege and other nonsense. These are privileges recognized by the Supreme Court of the United States that come out of the United States Constitution. This isn't nonsense. This is really what the Constitution's about. So look, they're putting on their case, the good news is we only have 22 hours more to go of their side, and then we'll go. But uh, let them put their case on, and uh, and we'll continue. We saw a lot of heat at is it. Yeah, let me. Let me I can't hear you. I'm sorry. Is there something
3: you heard today that you're especially eager to rebut when you get your time?
2: There's a lot of things I'd like to rebut, and we will rebut. I mean, I think we said it yesterday. This, you know, first of all, you, you, you notice that ba- uh, Adam Schiff today talked about quid pro quo. Notice what's not in the articles of impeachment allegations or accusations of quid pro quo. That's because they didn't exist. So, you know, there's a lot of things we'll rebut, but we'll do it in an orderly, and I hope more systematic fashion. Do you do you you- if, you- if you got to do it one at a time, right? 24 hours. Oh, I can't. I can't make any determinations as to how long our, our proceedings are going to go. We got to base it on what they do. And in terms of the president's mood, are you updated? I'm, I'm not doing presidents. I don't do that. I don't discuss conversations. Well, I think like, updated on <coughs> the I think, House he's, I think he's on. I have no idea. I think he's either on Davos or on the way back. Yeah. Okay. Last question. Yes. How
4: much of your presentation will be based on rebutting what you're hearing today in the next two days versus? Original arguments you guys make—it's well, a
2: combination of both. I mean, we're going obviously we're going to we're going we will challenge uh, ag- aggressively the case that they're putting forward based on what we're hearing, and we also have an affirmative case that we're going to make as well. So we're going to do both. Thank you very much, everybody.
0: Thank you very much. For second. All right, Jay Sekulow, uh, the private, the personal attorney of the president, also the head of the chief counsel of the American Center for Law and Justice, friend of this program. Oh, I wanted to remind you yesterday. You know, our friends at Takova Boots, I want to give them a prop here. I love these. You know, they lived in their car. They sold their car. One guy sold his car. The other guy lived in his car. And they literally, they use the best materials, the finest leather, and they make the best boot, Western boots imaginable. And they sell it directly to you. They first started with, car, with uh, trunk shows and stuff like that all throughout Texas. And I'm telling you, Linda laughs, but it's actually true because she knows I've been wearing my boots, cowboy boots, western boots now for years, 20 years. And whenever I do, whether I'm at an event or whatever, people always notice. It's amazing. It's like a fashion statement. I'm a trendsetter, right, Linda? You laugh when I say oh, that absolutely. part. Um, but now through January 31st, if you spend $150, bucks, you are going to get the best boots, the best leather, the finest leather, the best materials, 250 steps to make one boot. Old style craftsmanship, but you're buying direct. And now when you, I mean, you buy your boots, 150 bucks. use my name at checkout, you get a free hand-stitched calf, calfskin card case I have at $45 value free to covas.com slash Hannity, T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com slash Hannity. Um, real quickly, why is the president going to win? The president, I don't know for sure. And, and my admonition is this, you just never know we never know maybe maybe you know liberal joe will end up being right elise jordan will end up being right and they can make fun of sean hannity the day after election day on november 4th next year of this year i hope not for the sake of the country but you know i i i wasn't happy when obama won and we vetted him when others were timid and afraid uh, like we were right on everything with FISA, the dossier, premeditated fraud, spying on a candidate, a transition team, of presidency. Yeah, we got that right while, uh, you know, networks like liberal Joes and fake news CNN were lying to the American people about Russia collusion that never happened. The only Russia interference was Hillary's dirty dossier. Well, there was other interference. Devin Nunes warned about it. That's not accurate. So I want to be clear. Yeah, Russia interfered. Devin Nunes warned everybody in 2014. Nobody listened to him. But there also was the dirty Russian dossier that now even the New York Times acknowledges that Hillary paid for full of lies debunked that uh, were used. Also, likely Russian misinformation from the get go. We were right about everything. They were wrong about everything. Well, maybe I'm wrong. Sometimes I'm wrong. This is why I think the president has a good shot. My best analysis, where we are 286 days till the ultimate jury, you, the American people, get to shock the world again if you choose. I can't make anybody vote. Tried to warn everybody about Obama. Nobody listened to me. But that's fine. You know, we, we, we fought hard and ended up, unfortunately, being right on a lot of things. But in this case, what do we always ask about? Well, we're three years into the Trump presidency. He's just now begun two days ago his fourth year his three complete years i won't regurgitate all the economic success Soleimani, Baghdadi, his associates the caliphate syria jerusalem capital golan recognize the sovereignty of israel recognized every promise he's made and kept the benefits to the american people Um, the fact that I'm going to run a tape tonight that you're going to want to record. It was so good. A friend of mine that's friendly to the president put it together. And I am just saying, if you look at the measure, are you better off than you were three years ago? Now that we begin the president's fourth year, election day is November 3rd. Are you better off than you were four years ago? I'd say on every measure I can answer yes. And every promise he's made, he's kept. That's a rarity. I know it's, been a little difficult you know this is what i guess draining the swamp looks like this is what america knew they were voting for disruptor and we also got a, a guy that fought hard for every promise he made that's that's refreshing you know some of you may disagree with his you know tweeting well he's, if you just be a little more presidential you see i think the american people have adjusted to the fact that he's not establishment and that he fights back But when he fights back, he also fights to keep his word and is fighting for the American farmers and American service workers and manufacturers and energy sector jobs and and even auto manufacturing jobs and the deal he got with China for $220 for two years. It's a lot of money and and an end to intellectual property theft. Big problem. I'll tell you about my friend Keith one day. He was once the inventor of the year. They rob him blind every day. People all over the world. Sad. So if you look at, well, did the president lose any of his core support? I don't think so. My opinion, the more they hate him, the more I like him. The more they attack him, the more, the more I don't know, committed I am to seeing that they don't win. They don't deserve to win after what they did at the last eight years they had in the three years of just attacking him and doing nothing else. They don't deserve that office, in my opinion. So I would argue that the president's support, we have some data we'll share with you. I think he hasn't lost anybody. If anything, I think the president's base sees this for what it is. It's witch hunt, hoax, lies, never-ending, nonstop hatred, psychosis, rage. American people, I think, have adjusted that he's never going to be the establishment-like president that we've had in the past. Thank God. That makes him transformative. I'll even add this to the, to the equation. Watching Donald Trump fight every second minute hour of every day and take on all the establishment uh, sewer monster creatures and swamp creatures. It's the greatest show on earth. And the best part of the show is that we, the people, are benefiting. That's what matters to me. And I don't think the American people are sick of winning, if you want to say it his way, or I don't think they want this prosperity, the greatest show on earth, to end because it's great for us. You know, I saw, you know, I was looking at the Dow. I'm like, man, are we going to hit 30,000 on the Dow? I've never used that as my number one barometer, but it impacts everybody's 401k, et cetera, et cetera. There's ups and downs in the economy, but I think this trade deal is going to help the economy a lot. The president said that today. I'm looking at this poll that came out, Florida Chamber of Commerce. I don't think the impeachment's helping in the swing state of Florida. Trump beats Biden, 49-45. Trump beats Warren, 50-43. Trump beats Bloomberg, 49-44. Trump beats Buttigieg, 50-43. Oh, I think those was pretty good news. He had a court ruling yesterday, unrelated An unrelated case to the impeachment, but does have a roadblock in here for House Democrats and their efforts to obtain secret grand jury information from Robert Mueller's report on the Russia witch hunt, which will remain in place as the Supreme Court announced Tuesday. It's not going to hear the case in that particular case. It's called McKeever versus Barr has nothing to do with Mueller, Russia or President Trump, but rather involves one man's request for records related to the 1956 disappearance of a Columbia University professor and the secrecy surrounding grand jury testimony. If the court had agreed to hear the case, then ruled in McKeever's favor, it would have made the Democrats' claim for the grand jury material perhaps a little stronger. So that's just an interesting side note. We have a Gallup poll. I still don't think Trump polls well. Neither does Matt Towery or, or John McLaughlin are pollsters, but a Gallup poll has them hitting a record high. I don't think you can poll Donald Trump. I think there's a, a whole group of people, fairly big percentage, my theory, that are never going to tell the mob and the media who they're voting for. And they may even actually lie to pollsters. Well, they were wrong in 2004 because the exit polls showed John Kerry was going to be the next president. Wrong. Exit polls in 2016... I read them at 515 and I said, oh, no, here we go again. And I remember calling then candidate Trump Said, don't believe the polls. I'm telling you, I've seen this movie before. And I was right. Biden uh, says he won't deport illegal immigrants caught drunk driving. Great. New York Times accuses Hillary of splitting the Democratic Party because she's attacking Bernie Sanders, saying that he's unlikable. Nobody likes the guy. I'm like, OK, that's fine, too. You know, I'm just going to say this. Everything you watched last night was predicated on a whole lie. You know, every vote, they know they're getting the vote on witnesses after the 24 hours each side gets and the 16 hours of questions each side gets. It's all precedent. That was what they did in the Clinton impeachment case. You know, it wasn't crafted in secret in the basement of the House uh, by the likes of, oh, let's see, the secret uh, uh, 17 depositions President's attorney wasn't present. These were the audition hearings they had. The audition depositions. You know, people were thrown out of them. Remember that? Unbelievable. But anyway, that you you want to talk about due process? Look at what they did. Now they're all screaming about due process. This impeachment wasn't kicked off with a formal vote. It wasn't the result of an independent investigation. It was. A temper tantrum because they lost and everything they had bet on with Mueller didn't come to fruition. Crafted in secret, ba- basement of the House by the congenital liar auditioning witnesses, the compromised, corrupt congenital liar Schiff. House Republicans blocked, one case forcibly removed from Schiff's basement proceedings. The president's legal team wasn't allowed to participate. They weren't allowed to present evidence. Call witnesses craft a defense like the Republicans and Newt Gingrich gave Bill Clinton and his attorneys. In other words, every due process consideration given to Clinton and his attorneys denied this president and his attorneys. Yesterday, Mark, yesterday down, it was the first time ever that the president's legal team had any opportunity to defend the president. That's, and now they're going to lecture us on due process and fairness when they're getting the same thing that Clinton got, which the president didn't get in the House. Democrats. They, they had to do this urgently. They didn't want to fight over executive privilege. They knew they would likely lose. That's why they didn't call. That's another lie in another show. Just like all the votes about witnesses was about putting Corey Gardner and Joni Ernst and Susan Collins and a few others in a box. They're playing partisan politics so they can get their new Green Deal rammed down our throat and Medicare for all rammed down our throat if they ever got back power. They did it so urgently so they can go on vacation and this is what they're willing to put the country to through and they do it again and it's all being read l- led by a liar a lunatic you know significant evidence Trump Russia collusion for three years lies all of them there's more than circumstantial evidence collusion lies all of them collusion of evidence it's all in plain sight lies a memo he issued to the country. FISA abuse did not occur. The dossier didn't play a major role. Lie, lie, lie. He gave legitimacy to the dirty Clinton bought and paid for Russian dossier. Denied FISA abuse had happened. Lying all over the place by this guy. Spoke for how many hours today? Two straight hours. Wow. We haven't spoken to the whistleblower uh, yet. Another lie. We would love to. No, his office was in touch with the whistleblower. Same whistleblower, according to real clear politics investigations, was overheard in 17, 2017, two weeks into the Trump presidency, discussing with a, another holdover of Obama how to remove Trump. That's what we learned today. Wonder if the mob and the media will report that story. Mr. Nadler came up here
1: and made false allegations against our team. He made false allegations against all of you. He accused you of a cover-up. He's been making false allegations against the president. The only one who should be embarrassed Mr. Nadler is you for the way you've addressed this body. This is the United States Senate. You're not in charge here. For them to come here now and demand that before we even start the arguments that they ask you to do something that they refuse to do for themselves and then accuse you of a cover-up when you don't do it. It's ridiculous. Talk about out of control government. The American people pay their salaries and they're here to take away their vote. They're here to take away their voice. They've come here and they've attacked every institution of our government. They have attacked the president, the executive branch. They have attacked the judicial branch. They say they don't have time for courts. They have attacked the United States Senate repeatedly. It's
0: about time we bring this power trip in for a landing. Wow, powerful moment yesterday. Pat Cipollone beatdown of uh, Jerry Nadler. It was interesting at one point, the Chief Justice of the U.S. Supreme Court having to jump in. You know, I, I frankly didn't even like it because... I was a little disappointed. He goes squishy, blaming both sides for the outrageous Democratic behavior. But it is what it is. There's one guy that knows this case inside and out, up and down and reminds everybody every single solitary time in a way that I frankly admire and wish I could do myself that there are four facts regarding Ukraine that never change. That can only mean one thing. Congressman Jim Jordan Freedom Caucus member, friend of the program uh, who's mm. been kicking some serious uh, butt in Washington, along with Mark Meadows and a few others. You know, I'm watching the, the, the Schumer shift sham show. It doesn't there's no new facts here. This is now 24 hours of regurgitation then 24 more yeah. hours of regurgitation then 16 hours of questions on regurgitation and then a ridiculous plea and by the Democrats in the House that have the sole power to impeach to subpoena new witnesses because their slam dunk case isn't so slam dunk.
5: No, it's not, Deshaun. And thanks for what you've been doing to get the truth out to the American people. Uh, when Jerry Nadler said cover up, I mean, think of the audacity. Cover up? The Democrats did 17 depositions in a bunker in the basement of the Capitol that only a handful of members of Congress were allowed to attend. The president's lawyers couldn't attend. of other members of Congress who weren't on those committees couldn't attend. The American people couldn't see it, and yet now, now Nadler has the gall to, to start talking about a cover-up in the Senate, it, this is, it just, it, as, as Pat Cipollone said, he was right on target with these comments, uh, this is ridiculous, and, it, and, and I think, as, as, as you know, the American people see it for what it is.
0: Explain, because I don't, look, most people are busy that I know working every day. In other words, the people that work real yeah. hard, they're 12, 14, 16 hours a day, and they get up in the morning, and they make breakfast for their kids, and they shovel some coffee down their throat and they put in their stressful 12, 13, 14 hours a day, and they come home and cook dinner and try and help the kids study, have maybe 20 seconds of fun time and put them to bed uh, to pay their yep. taxes, obey the laws, and make the country great. They're not following this as closely as we are, and I think it's it benefits them to hear the four facts that never change. Yeah, four facts. One, we have the transcript. You can say it slow. By the, the way, you far. don't have to say it fast like on TV. Say it, it slow.
5: The, the, tra- the transcript that, that the Democrats never thought the president would release the transcripts, which shows clearly there was no quid pro quo. Remember, the, the day after the, the, the call, President Zelensky is in a meeting in Kyiv with Ambassador Volker, Sondland, and Taylor, and, and President Zelensky says the call was fine. There's laughter on the call. President Zelensky says, hey, uh, Mr. President, we're going to drain the swamp here like you're doing in Washington. That's the type of call it was. So we have the transcript itself, which shows that there was no problem with this call. Second, both individuals who were on the call, who talked to each other, President Trump, President Zelensky, have repeatedly, repeatedly said there was no pressure, there was no pushing, there was no linkage of any type of release of the money for an investigation that Ukraine was going to promise or announce or do. Never happened. Third, critical fact. At the time of the call, Ukraine didn't even know aid was on pause. They didn't learn for uh, until a month later when Politico ran the article on August 28th. They, they didn't know. So how could there be any pressure if they didn't even know that Ape was being held up? And fourth fact, and the most important one, and this is the one that all, no, no, no matter how many presumptions, assumptions, and hearsay evidence they, they bring forward, they can't change one fundamental fact. The Ukrainians never did a thing took no action to get the aid released. There was never an investigation started. There was never a promise of an investigation that was going to start later. There was never an announcement of an investigation that would happen at some point. It never happened. So, So those four facts have not changed, will not change, will never change. But the Democrats don't care because they've been out to get this president since July 31st. 2016, when they opened up the Trump-Russia investigation, went to a secret court, lied 17 times to that court so they could go spy on the Trump campaign. They started then, and it will never stop because they've been out to get this guy from the get
0: Okay. Now, I'll add a fifth fact that'll never change. There are five high-level meetings, even yep. including the vice president, who was on this show yesterday, five of them, not yep. after the call. And by the way, there were two calls. We we're going to be precise, and the president exactly. voluntarily yeah. released the calls, At no time did they mention aid, not once. They did talk about corruption. The president said, could you do us a favor and get to the bottom, separate and apart from Russian interference, a Ukraine court and Politico, January 11, 2017, both state unequivocally that Ukraine did interfere in the 2016 election. He said, can you do us a favor and get to the bottom of that? And as it relates to, you know, quid pro quo, Joe and Hunter, well, the president must faithfully execute the laws, Mr. Jordan, but with regardless of any of that, five high-level meetings, mm-hmm. post that call, and not one time was aid mentioned. Is that a fact, too? No, that
5: is definitely a fact. Important meetings with senior U.S. officials, U.S. senators, the vice president of the United States, the national security director, senior U.S. officials where they meet with President Zelensky in Kiev in Warsaw never once does any linking of an investigation to the release of the security assistance dollars, linking of the investigation to any type of meeting with President Trump ever come up. But you know what does come up? In the last two of those meetings, the September 2nd meeting with Vice President Pence and President Zelensky and the September 5th meeting with uh, Senators Murphy and Johnson and President Zelensky. They do raise the issue of the aid then because they were on notice that the aid was being paused, and they bring up the aid, but they never bring up the side that they're going to do an investigation. There's ever linking the aid to anything else. So, so that is critical, critical facts, critical things that happen that the Democrats just want to gloss over because they're, you know, like we said, they're out to get this president.
0: Well, I think they have been forever now. You know, I study. I'm in the business where I'm very grateful to my audience, Jim Jordan. And I mean that sincerely. I'm a dishwasher. I'm a, I'm a former house painter. I know you were a wrestler and yep. and I know you worked hard your whole life. Uh, I didn't have money to finish college. I didn't have any more money. I ran out. My parents didn't have the money for that. And yep. I had good grades, too. And I'm, I'm, I'm proud of my background. Um, and I That's worked why in construction.
5: Country. That's why I do appreciate this country so much. What it's given you, and it's, it's why the people who for President Trump are people just like you and I, who, who came from. My dad was a union worker for General Motors. That they're, they're the people this president's fighting for. And They get it.
0: You mean like the two Americas we watched last week? The president signing a, a huge China deal with 220 billion yes. for two years. Uh, That impacts auto workers like your dad and manufacturers and service industry people and the energy sector and and our great American farmers. Uh, And while Nancy Pelosi has given out a commemorative pins prayerfully and somberly taking smiley (laughs) pictures with them. And now (laughs) this the president in Davos.
5: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, golly. I, I mean. Americans appreciate that this president is doing what he said, draining the swamp. And the bottom line is this: when you drain the swamp, the swamp fights back, and that's what we're seeing. They started with I mean, I, we were thinking about this today, Sean. They started with the Michael Cohen hearing; that was going to be it. Then it was this emoluments clause issue. Then it was, oh, we're going to get we're going to get the president and the first family with the White House security clearance issue. That's going to be. How, remember, remember. Then they said, oh no, we're going to get every single. They sued the his, his accounting firm, every single business record they're going after of the president. Then they said, no no no, Jerry Nadler's in. 80 different letters out to people trying to get all kinds of documents, big old fishing expedition. And then, of course, it was the Mueller investigation that was supposed to be the end-all, be-all, save-all for them. They've tried every single thing, and none of them worked. And guess what? The day after Bob Mueller testified, July 24th, testified, and that was a complete flop within, within 24 hours is the call with President Trump and President Zelensky. And everyone on that call, they had twelve, more than a dozen people listening to that call. Only one person, Lieutenant Colonel Vinman, thought it was a problem. What's he do? He runs off and talks to the whistleblower. And it started this whole crazy thing we've now been living through for four months. and, And... I keep coming back to this. They're never going to quit. We just need to understand that. That's why what you're doing is so important, informing the American people, because they're never going
0: to stop. You know, I and did you see the article in the whistleblower? Apparently, days into the administration was talking about, according to a report today, real clear politics uh, investigation, uh, talking about getting rid of Trump on the early days of the Trump administration as an Obama yeah, holdover. Did you read that, Jim Jordan? I haven't read it yet, but I mean, it doesn't surprise me. See, that's why you need me. to listen three hours a day. But I didn't finish my thought. Yeah. <laughs> the American people give me this microphone every day. I take, I don't take it for granted. And and the, and the camera that I'm in front of now in my 24th year on Fox, and I appreciate it. And I feel that more than ever, we we have an information crisis. But I'll tell you one thing: ratings matter in my business, and I can tell I you they didn't get a whole lot of traction on day one of the impeachment hearings. Not what they yeah. were expecting. You know, minor, slight increases. Thankfully, we were still number one, but I'm making yeah. a point here. There is not this interest, they think. How do you interpret that? To me, it's it's better than any polling you might see. Oh, yeah. No, no. Uh,
5: look, American people are smart people. I mean, that's why that's why you're so number one. They, they love they, they love the fact that you're bringing the truth to them in a compelling fashion. They understand that this is garbage. This is baloney. This is what Pat Cipollone said yesterday. It's ridiculous. They get it. So, I, I, I mean, I always trust the American people just like you do. They understand things. They're a lot smarter than the left, a lot smarter than the Democrats want to give them credit for. So I, I think they get this, and they appreciate, in spite of this relentless attack from the left, from the Democrats, and the mainstream press – they appreciate what this president has got done in the last three years. They really I was just back home for a couple of days in our district. What, what are the, the people, people are in
0: Cuyahoga of- County and Hamilton County and, and Dayton and in, let's see, Cincinnati in Cleveland saying to you?
5: Yeah. I, it, well, they, they love the Trump economy. They love the fact that you know wages are up, um, unemployment is lowest in 50 years, stock market at 29,000, regulations are cut, tax. I've had business people tell me, business leaders tell me, they said, in, in my 20, 25, 30 years in business, I have never seen it this good. So they appreciate what's happening out now. The press doesn't want to talk about that. They just want to – you know, deal with this crazy impeachment stuff. But Americans get it and they're fed up with this impeachment stuff. They're fed up with the ridiculousness from the left and they appreciate the Trump economy.
0: And I tell you what, they appreciate guys like you and the Freedom Caucus, because without you guys, I mean, there's not a whole lot of you in Congress that have the courage to stand up all the time. And by the way, you take a lot of crap for it. Yeah. By the way, it goes you with my industry, too. Like. Yeah, you I know, know a little like. <laughs> I know a little bit now about 302's release with my yeah. name's in them and and let's see what else? oh text messages released and all my social media compromised. I know a little bit about it. You know, my, yeah, I can't even sure. eat, I can't even text my own children. Stay right there, yeah. Jim Jordan, Congressman, Ohio Freedom Caucus. All right, as we continue, Jim Jordan is now with us. The one thing that's irking me, and we'll have our constitutional experts uh, after the news at the bottom of the hour, is the whole idea that now Senate Republicans might cave to the notion that the slam dunk case that they did so urgently so they can go on vacation and sign so prayerfully and somberly with a, with special commemorative impeachment pens and posed for pictures with. Um, now they want the Senate to take on their constitutional role, which is the House's, the sole power to impeach, and bring in new people as witnesses. I have a big problem with the Senate, and the Senate Republicans in particular, taking on the constitutional role of the House Democrats.
5: No, you're so right, Sean. Look, they wanted these witnesses, they should have brought them. Uh, they didn't do it. And frankly, if they're going to go down this road next week if there's a decision to go down this road of witnesses if you 're going to start down the road you got to go all the way to the end if you're going to if you're going to insist and and, and you know Mick Mulvaney and and uh, John Bolton are going to be called in then by golly let's have the whistleblower come in and let's have hunter Biden i mean if you're going to start down this road. That that to me seems only fair. And a lot of people, you've talked, a lot of people have talked about that. But the idea that this, the, the, the idea that the individual who started it all, the whistleblower, when Adam Schiff first told us, we look forward to hearing from the whistleblower, our, our office had no contact with the whistleblower. Of course, we found out both those statements turned out to be false. The idea that we never got to talk to that individual and find out who were the sources of information, if any, who how did this all start? So that to me is a problem. If you're going to go down this road, I think you got to go all the way down it. I hope they don't. I don't think it's warranted. They should have done it if they were going to go there in the House. But if they do, you got to, you got to bring them all in then.
0: Well, I agree. And the reciprocity issue, I guess, will come up. What about executive privilege? Where Where is that going to end up in yeah. this? Yeah, I mean, if
5: they, if they go this way, it does serious damage to the separation of power. You know, think about one of the articles that the Democrats have, have brought against the president obstruction of Congress. One of my colleagues said it best. He said, obstruction of Congress is what the founders called separation of powers." So there will be damage done to how our system is supposed to work, this great system our founders gave us. And I'm nervous about that. I hope they don't go there. But if they do, it's got to be fair. You got to go all the way down that road and make sure that If they're going to bring in Bolton, we're going to bring in the whistleblower. If they're going to bring in someone else, we're going to bring in Hunter Biden. I mean, there are witnesses. Remember, we didn't get to call, any of our witnesses in the House. The only witnesses that, that we got to see were the ones Adam Schiff subpoenaed. And then we said, OK, some of those that you actually subpoenaed, like Ambassador Volker, he actually said good things and, 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 and was a, a good witness for the president. We'd like for him to come to the hearing. But all the witnesses were initially called by Adam Schiff, and he's the one who issued the subpoenas. Now he's they want
0: witnesses the they didn't subpoena, and they want the yeah. Senate to do their constitutional yeah. job. No way. All right, Jim Jordan, yeah. great work as always. When we come back, more on our top story, this uh, Schumer-Schiff-Sham show now in the senate it's boring america to tears i can tell you that boring me to tears but we have to cover it it will impact the 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 final jury verdict which is from you the people you can shock the world in 286 days and i hope you do it again we'll continue
3: leader mcconnell is plotting the most rushed least thorough and most unfair impeachment trial in modern history to be debating whether you should allow witnesses is to be debating whether you should have a cover-up by definition there is no trial in this country in which you wouldn't admit the relevant witnesses in which it's even a question if the house cannot call witnesses or introduce documents and evidence it's not a fair trial it's not really a trial at all. Leader McConnell's resolution would turn the trial process on
6: its head.
2: Mr. Schiff also talked about a trifecta. I'll give you a trifecta. During the proceedings that took place before the Judiciary Committee, the president was denied the right to cross examine witnesses, the president was denied the right to access evidence, and the president was denied the right to have counsel present at hearings. That's a trifecta a trifecta that violates the Constitution of the United States. We don't waive executive privilege, and there's a reason we keep executive privilege, and we assert it when necessary, and that is to protect, to protect the Constitution and the separation
1: of powers. Let's remember how we all got here. They made false allegations about a telephone call. The President of the United States declassified that telephone call and released it to the public. How's that for transparency? Overwhelming evidence to impeach the president of the United States and then they come here on the first day and they say you know what we need some more evidence and the American people won't stand for it I'll tell you that right now they're not here to steal one election they're here to steal two elections.
0: All right there are some of the highlights that you got all true amazing work by Pat Cipollone, Jay Sekulo, both friends of the program. Um, We are in a position that I never thought we'd be in. I've never seen anything like this. Everything, as I mentioned earlier today, that we witnessed yesterday was nothing but raw, pure political theater playing out before a prime time audience. That really wasn't into the country was not interested like like they thought they would be. This is a huge barometer. I mentioned these ratings. They matter because guess what? Um, It didn't get the audience. They on the left needed to to show any evidence in any way that there is this grave interest in in getting Donald Trump this way, especially when there's an election in 286 days. We've been through all of the details. There's not much I can say new about any of this. And the battle over witnesses was already established. They're going to now. The, the House sole power constitutionally to impeach. They impeached. Now they tr- sole power to hold the trial of the Senate. Okay, they got their 24 hours. The defense gets 24 hours, 16 hours of questions. If they want to discuss and debate the issue of witnesses, which probably will then surround the issue of executive privilege, then we'll get to that point. But until then, nothing. John Sale, former assistant U.S. Attorney, Southern District of New York. By the way, that would be the very prestigious district that is looking into Lev Parnas and saying that he has m- multiple campaign finance fraud violations and likely took a million dollars. They're claiming from Russia and tried to hide the money. Their number one big new witness that the Democrats have, Greg Jarrett, Fox News legal analyst, his best-selling book "Witch Hunt." Uh, John, let me let's start with the constitutionality. Of all of this, the, what, the sole power to impeach is the House, the trial of the Senate. Yesterday was political theater to try and trap Republicans into votes that they will then use to, to hammer them with as we now head into an election. John? Yes, sir. Your thoughts on uh, the constitutionality of this?
4: Well, I think what the House did is a great example of how not to do it. Uh, that I was also part of the Watergate prosecution. And the, today, Mr. Schiff quoted Alexander Hamilton, but he neglected to point out that Alexander Hamilton also said how important it is to be nonpartisan. And the impeachment inquiry, not the impeachment itself, in Watergate, the vote was. 410 to 4. Here, of course... uh, uh, Well, let uh, me just say,
0: we have a bad phone line, so let me correct this here. Not to show off, but I can quote Alexander Hamilton, too, because he described impeachment as a tool that should be utilized to save our republic from another crisis of a national revolution. And he stated there will always be the greatest danger that the decision will be regulated more by comparative strength of parties than by the real demonstrations of innocence or guilt, Greg Jarrett?
3: Well, you know, the Alexander Hamilton quotation that you gave is absolutely correct. But let's remember what Hamilton was doing. He he wasn't defining what impeachment is. He was explaining why it was important that the Senate be the venue for trying impeachment cases. Uh, so so many of uh, the quotations from Adam Schiff, Jerry Nadler, um, have been taken out of contest, context as if he's defining it. Look, the, the truth of the matter is high crimes and misdemeanors means what it says, the plain meaning of the phrase. There must be a violation of law, either a crime or a stated statute, and that's been the case uh, for all presidential impeachments impeachments in the Andrew Johnson case, it was a violation of a congressional law passed by by Congress in the Nixon case, the articles of impeachment that were passed by the Judiciary Committee stated numerous crimes uh, and of course eleven felony offenses in the Bill Clinton impeachment case. Here, there are absolutely none, and so you know the president's counsel is correct in arguing on its face. These are invalid articles of impeachment because they state no crime, no violation of the law, no high crimes and misdemeanors, as is mandated by the Impeachment Clause in the Constitution.
0: All well said. I agree with everything, John Sale, but here we are, in spite of the admonitions and perhaps even premonitions of the likes of Alexander Hamilton, um, we find ourselves in what is a political situation here. You know, even the the second article of impeachment is absurd on its face. The fact that the executive branch would seek remedy in a conflict with the legislative branch. um, That is the role of the judicial branch. So here we are. And they would somehow describe that as obstruction. Um, This has been three years of impeach, impeach, impeach. What is your take and where this goes? And more importantly, on the issue of witnesses... Well, the House has the power to impeach. Why would the Senate bring in any witnesses that the House decided not to even subpoena?
4: Well, it wouldn't. Uh, Mr. Schiff talks about the White House position threatens the balance of power. This, well, he's forgetting that there's a third branch of government and he's forgetting that there was a lawsuit involving Dr. Koperman, uh, John Bolton's deputy, and the House withdrew their subpoena. So, you know, it didn't have to take forever. In Watergate, uh, it took three months And remember, Bush v. Gore? It took seven days. So on an expedited basis, the judiciary would weigh in, and absolute immunity is not a fiction. Uh, Do you know who said that uh, the president and his immediate advisors are absolutely immune from testimony of compulsion by a congressional committee? Uh, Janet Reno wrote that. So this is not not stonewalling, it's not obstruction. There is a legitimate argument about the separation of powers. Remember one thing, Sean. The president voluntarily cooperated with the Mueller investigation. He allowed everyone to testify. He provided a million documents. But this now is separation of powers, and that's what our Constitution and our law is all about, and we need the courts to decide it.
0: So there's talk of a Senate Democrat's mulling the idea of a witness trade in this, a Biden for a Bolton, um, Greg Jarrett. Now, executive privilege, that power rests with the president. That is the power—that's that, that, the privilege of the president. So the president would invoke that even if, say, John Bolton wanted to testify or Mike Pompeo or Mick Mulvaney. Correct. And my second part of the question is, is would the would would the Senate then try to either delay and wait for a court verdict uh, and put this on hold? Or would they recognize and do you think the court would recognize executive privilege, which we now have a precedence going back to George Washington?
3: Well, senators recognize the principle of executive privilege that dates all the way back to George Washington and uh, the Treaty of Neutrality with Great Britain. Uh every president has invoked it. Uh, Bill Clinton invoked it more than 20 times, most notably with Eric Holder and fast and furious. So uh, senators are well familiar with the established principle approved by the Supreme Court of executive privilege and they realize the president has every right uh, to invoke it here, uh, he has to protect it for future presidents. There is absolute immunity. Uh, the Department of Justice has said so for decades, and so they realize, you know, do we really want to go down that path with respect to Bolton and Mulvaney and executive privilege? Um, and, and I think also it's going to give them pause. Do we really want people like the fake whistleblower and Adam Schiff? Uh, to be put in the dock and cross-examined? Uh, I, I think the answer is, in the end, going to be, no, nah, we don't want to go there.
0: Well, I would think so. Uh, John, Sell, why would the court even expedite it? My understanding is they agreed to ag- examine the issue, and I would expect a decision sometime in June. Well,
4: the, the, that's in the uh, financial records from the president. The court may or may not expedite it. But as Professor Turley said, why don't we find out? Uh, Professor Turley said, maybe there is evidence, but how can the House proceed without exploring every possible alternative? You know what I think? I don't think they really want witnesses. I don't think they believe that uh, Bolton's going to testify, and they don't know what he's going to say. And no good trial lawyer calls a witness when you don't know what he's going to say.
0: No, well said, extremely well said, and we don't know what he's going to say, and i I I can't even imagine. I I don't even know what to think. I guess he's fired. I mean, I've known John Bolton a long time. I actually like John Bolton. I mean, is there a possibility? I know he was unhappy with Mick Mulvaney and Mike Pompeo and probably unhappy with the president because he was fired. Uh, Does the whole issue of a disgruntled employee's credibility come up at that point? And I, I would hate to think that about John. I don't think it about John, but I'm wondering, Greg Jarrett.
3: Well, I i think John Bolton, in the end, uh, would say nothing that isn't already in the transcript uh, between of the conversation between Presidents Trump and Zelensky. We know that the the president wanted Ukraine to hand over any evidence of potential corruption by Joe Biden. And in fact, as I've been watching the last couple of hours, Adam Schiff has been replaying comments by the president replaying with graphics the statements of the president in that transcript. Um, Adam Schiff is actually making a great case for the president's acquittal here. I think the senators are probably sitting there, as many Americans are, saying, well, yeah, we should look into this corruption that, that Biden demanded, the firing of a prosecutor who was investigating uh, Hunter Biden and his company. Um, and, you know, they just played a clip uh, of the president saying "In China should look into the corrupt deals with with Hunter Biden as well. I, I think most Americans would probably say, yeah, they should.
0: Agreed. Stay right there. John Sale, Greg Jarrett uh, at the top of the hour. Bill O'Reilly. All right. Final thoughts. John Sale, former assistant U.S. attorney, Southern District of New York uh, and assistant special Watergate prosecutor, Greg Jarrett, um, our legal analyst. All right. How does this end, John Sale, and when? Uh, I think uh, with
4: Mr. Schiff, he should have developed all of his evidence in the House and then tried his case in the Senate. It's going to end quickly. My advice to Mr. Schiff, which he's not asking for, about witnesses is be careful what you ask for, because those witnesses could explode in your face. So I think it's going to end quickly within two or three weeks. And then the president can go about his business and an election will decide whether the president's conduct was uh, inappropriate or not. And I think he will be reelected in an overwhelming fashion.
0: What do you think? Prediction. How does? How and when, Greg? I
3: agree. I think it's going to go quickly. I think in the end they're not going to want new witnesses in the Senate, but a compromise might be will allow you to play selected excerpts of the House witnesses you already called, which, as we know, offered nothing but speculation and opinion based on multiple hearsay, a quick acquittal. And I agree. I think this only helps the president's reelection.
0: All right. I want to thank you both, John Sale and Greg Jarrett. We'll have full coverage of impeachment and the best election coverage on radio and TV tonight, 9 on Fox. When we come back, well, a simple man, Bill O'Reilly, joins us straight ahead. We'll get his thoughts on the Schumer-Shift-Sham show going on in Washington.
3: Stay right here for our final news roundup and information overload in the final hour of the Sean Hannity Show.
0: to mean only one thing when it's our News Roundup Information Overload Hour and it's Wednesday and uh, that song plays. Well, that only means that the simplest guy, he will tell you he is a simple man. He's anything but, but we'll go on along with it because it, it's just fun. Bill O'Reilly.com is where uh, all things O'Reilly happen. How are you, Mr. O'Reilly, sir?
6: Why don't you call me Simon? Simple <laughs> Simon met the Pyman. Remember that?
0: Oh, man. Okay. Yeah, I do, actually. Um, all right. So let me throw a question at you. You're not expecting, but one that's in your wheelhouse. So, you know, TV ratings. You're, you're like a savant on television ratings. Let's be blunt here. You you know them better than anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. We were up a few hundred thousand. A couple of shows on the Conspiracy Channel were up by, eh, you know, a couple of hundred thousand. We were up a couple hundred thousand. Same with CNN. To me, a huge barometer. This was day one, Bill. Yeah. And now now we've got 24 hours each side. Then we've got 16 hours of questions. Then they're going to debate witnesses and executive privilege. I think you know TV as well as anyone. To me, that is a huge barometer and the American people collectively yawning at this. And by the way, I was number one.
6: As usual, Hannity. You know, um, now... The reason is it's painful to watch this exposition. So there's a lot of shows that are painful to watch. I mean, let's be frank.
0: Let's there's be honest, two. O'Reilly. I think besides my show, you probably don't watch many shows at all.
6: I, you know, I, I sample, but I, I couldn't tell the difference late night, last night, between the impeachment hearings and uh, Stevie Colbert. I couldn't
0: he's your. I thought he
6: was your buddy. No, 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 that's Stewart. Okay. Stewart and, I, and, and he'd never admit
0: it. But I nev- out, By the way, way, I never understood that. Yeah, I never understood your relationship with him.
6: Stewart's essentially an honest man. Uh, Stevie's in it for the money. Uh, that's basically what it is. But I couldn't tell a difference because, look, how long, and they should do a, a, a study on this, can a human being stare at Adam Schiff before doing harm to yourself? How, how long? You just can't, a Nadler... I mean, you know, these people are very hard to listen to and watch. And then on the other side, the Trump people come on and say the same thing over and over and over and over again. So it's very, very hard and indeed painful to watch these proceedings, which are damaging the country. They really are damaging the country. See, that's
0: what bothers me. I'm a simple man in this sense. I love that our country is doing well now, Bill. I love yeah. the president created 8 million new jobs and uh, uh, tens, uh, 10 million out of poverty and 8 million off of food stamps and record low unemployment since 69. Every demographic. I, I love we killed Baghdadi, ISIS and Soleimani. I love winning.
6: Look, there's a really good column on the Hill uh, written by Mark Penn, who is Bill Clinton's main guy in the impeachment of President Clinton. And Penn lays out how this really damages the United States. So anybody who thinks this is a good thing is not looking out for his or her own country. Because it's a, you're exactly right. The country's now on an arc that is benefiting pretty much everybody who works hard. And I don't think anybody can challenge that statement. If you work hard in America, we're on an up arc. Because wages are rising, and you have more options in the workplace. You don't like your job. There are other jobs. So why are we trying to destroy that by a questionable, and I'm being charitable with that word, questionable attempt to remove a president on an Ukraine thing that no one cares about at all? No one. No regular person. When there's an election coming up, and if you don't like Trump, vote against him. Why are we doing this? This is, this is all about an out of control media. And my column this week on BillO'Reilly.com says flat out the reason impeachment is happening is because the media has driven it and Pelosi and Schiff and Nadler know they got cover and the media will make them heroes in their own precincts. That's why it's happening. No legal reason. Nobody would bring this case. This is the flimsiest case. You wouldn't even get this on a local level brought against a county executive. That's how flimsy this is.
0: It's and and it's damaging the country. But I said last night, and I was I just refused. I'm not covering this crap the way everyone else in the media is going to cover it. But I tried to make point paint a picture of a tale of two Americas. Last week it was the president. No, nobody thought this China deal was getting done. But two hundred and twenty billion dollars bill uh, that impacts farmers, service uh, industry workers, manufacturers. Auto workers, the energy sector, in two years, and that 's phase one and the end of intellectual property theft with real consequences. Wow, how great is that and then And then Pelosi, with the commemorative pens this week, the president <laughs> wooing the world in Davos, and you 've got the the Schumer Schiff sham show right uh, right
6: over right. what but you have to understand it 's all self interest and that 's what really is the depressing part of this. Our leaders shouldn't be driven by self-interest, and the media certainly shouldn't be driven by that. Who's looking out for the folks? Who, 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 which ones of our elected officials are saying, hey, this is a sham. You just don't like them. You've been trying to undermine them from day one, and that's provable. So just knock it off for a little while so we can get some immigration reform. So we can get Social Security and Medicaid lined up so we're not going to go bankrupt in five years. So we can work on some climate change stuff. You know, what are we doing here? Why are we watching this till three in the morning? I'm not. But it's on. And, I mean, it's just appalling that our elected officials and our media has basically said, you know, we don't care about the folks. We don't care about you people. We're going to do what's good for us whether it's making money in the media or getting uh, points in San Francisco, Ms. Pelosi, it's just disgusting what's happening.
0: It is. Now, I want to ask Bill O'Reilly's simple man, simple question. How do the folks, I'll use your terminology, talking point says the folks, how do the folks view this? How do they look at the last three years of never-ending, unrelenting, unprecedented attacks and calls for for impeachment and, the, and, and juxtapose that with no real record of accomplishment that I can think of, and if I'm wrong, correct me, and juxtapose that to the president keeping every promise and economic foreign policy success all over the place. All
6: right, so here's a simple analysis on that. All 63 million people who voted for Donald Trump last time around, I believe, will vote for him again. I don't think they're going to have m- much defection from that, even if they don't like him personally and they don't like the tweets, they're going to say, "You know what? I'm not going to tolerate the uh, the corrupt media and the fix was in, and they they try to negate my vote." So he's got a real strong base there. He's not going to lose a lot. Now, on the other side, the liberal Democrat folks, they have to decide what kind of country they want, and that's not going to be easy which is why you're seeing the Hillary Clinton, Bernie Sanders stuff. And this was no accident that Hillary Clinton went out and, and hammered Bernie Sanders. That was decided. That, she doesn't do anything on whim. You know her. Very mm-hmm. calculated. And that was, that was a decision that was made by Mrs. Clinton for reasons we don't know, but you can speculate. But liberal Democrats are going to have to say, you know, do I get a better deal and my children and grandchildren, if I put a socialist in the White House, do I, do I really get a better deal? And I think a lot of them are going to stay home. I don't think they're going to pull a lever for Trump, but I think they're going to stay home. Let and me, come do, me Let Trump me run my
0: theory been... by you, because I, you're, everything you say always interests me, because you always have a unique take. But if we go by, OK, are you better off than you were four years ago? I think I can make a very strong, effective case by every measure. Yes. Um, then the next barometer, has the president lost any of the support that he had in 2016? I would argue there's little to zero attrition. And I'd even argue that the treatment of the president by his opposition is warranting more passion than even 2016. And the next question is, well, can the president, those people that were on food stamps in poverty and out of the workplace and suffering under the policies of Biden, Obama, that put 13 million more Americans on food stamps and 8 million more in poverty, are they now accessible Trump voters because of the success of Trump? And I would argue, especially if you look at African-Americans, Hispanic-Americans, you have eight separate polls, Bill, 34 and a half, 34, 33, uh, 30, 28, 22, and the lowest is 16 African-American support for the president. He only had 8 percent in 2016. That's not an outlier. I would argue, yes, he will be rewarded for his success
6: they go to the polls, and there's social pressure to keep them from doing that family pressure, friend pressure, peer pressure, all of that is in play. But there's one, there's one other factor here. So Donald Trump did something very interesting today in Davos, Switzerland. How long do we have before you have to bail?
0: we got time. Go ahead. Okay. So he said to
6: the people, look, I wouldn't mind if my people went into the Senate and testified that this whole thing is a farce, his word. Farce. I wouldn't mind. But if that happened, there might be repercussions to the country that were damaging because these advisors, they know how I personally feel about foreign leaders. They know things that I've said off the cuff. They know all this. And under oath, they'd have to say it. And that could damage America. That explanation was really lucid and really smart. And and that's what national security is all about. That's why you put up, I have executive privilege, you can't talk to my attorneys, you can't talk to my counselors, my national security people, because it could you know, harm the country if you do. That was really smart of him to do that. I'd like to see more of that than him calling Jerry Nadler a chubby uh, whatever, you know.
0: If if Trump can get into There that. there are some stylistic things that I know you would change but you know you're a little bombastic at times yourself. I remember yeah, a few I can from, name I'm one not the president. I, know, I mean, but I, I remember a battle with won, you and but... <laughs> Barney Frank that once became a classic. I know O'Reilly I used to, to. rerun I it. I mean
6: Barney was lying to the folks <laughs> I, mean, I, I can't do it. Google Stay O'Reilly, right there Barney Frank by the way if you haven't seen that. All
0: right so didn't really pop. You know numbers If it, for example, if the ratings from last night were massive all across the board, minor increases, and of course we were number one. I'm not bragging. I'm actually very appreciative. But if it popped, would that be it? Would that send a different signal to you as to how the country is is taking this in? Because I think ratings are a big barometer.
6: Yeah, I would, but I knew they were going to be flat because, as I said, it's painful to watch it. And by the way, very nice of you to send me that legacy box so I can use it. Thank you for the gift, Hannity. Done, Hannity's Done. a great guy. Everybody knows that. But let me ask you a question, and, and, and I'd like, I'm yeah. really interested in your, your answer. here. I just laid out something that Donald Trump did, that it was presidential in Switzerland. Mm-hmm. Isn't that better than calling Nadler a fat troll or Schiff a pencil-neck geek? Isn't it yes. better?
0: Yeah, of course it is.
6: Dissemble these people. I don't mind him dissembling Nadler and Schiff. I don't I think, think, think they looking out for the folks. I but think there's got to be a, do a balance. It in a presidential way.
0: I'm going to disagree slightly with you. Look, I think there is there's a right amount of that, no doubt, and we can all overdo that. And I think by the president so getting the China deal done last week, Davos this week, you see the do nothing Democrats. You look at their record. You look at his record. You know, I think that this is what draining the swamp looks like. This is what a disruptor is. But it's also how a, a CEO operates. I made a promise. I made a pledge, and I'm going to keep it. I'm going I'm to play a video tonight that somebody put together that I know. I, I tweeted it out earlier, If you want, or if you want to go to Hannity.com. And I'm just telling you, the promises that he made and all the accomplishments, now we can check off. It's stunning. You hear his words as a candidate, and now you look back at what he's done in three-plus years? Well, three years now? He's now in his fourth year? Amazing. I'll give you the last All word, Bill.
6: All right, you've got to mobilize independent Americans who don't have an ideological axe to go out and vote for their country. And I believe President Trump will win re-election if he uses the status of his job more than the tweets. And that would be my assessment, and if he does that, I think he'll win fairly handily because the Democrats really don't have anybody.
0: All right, BillOReilly.com for all things O'Reilly. He never invites me on his radio show, which is, you know, that's fine, Bill. I guess, you know, there's no reciprocity in this relationship. I'm
6: Harvey, Hannity. What am I supposed to do? Hello,
5: Hannity.
0: No. BillOReilly.com. When we come back, straight to our telephones, 800 941 You want to be a part of the program, The Best Election. And impeachment, Schumer, Schiff, Sham show coverage uh, available on radio and TV. 286 days till you become the ultimate jury and you have a chance to shock the world again.
6: Corruption in the media, as I call it, the fake news media, is unbelievable. And hopefully everybody's going to sort of learn a lesson. People got Pulitzer Prizes for their coverage of me. And it turned out they were totally wrong. Other people, Sean Hannity, Rushbow, a lot of great people, a lot of great writers, they got it right. They didn't get Pulitzer Prizes, but they got it right. The Russian hoax was a terrible thing. The dossier was a phony deal paid for by Hillary Clinton and the DNC and used in the FISA coup. It's totally illegally. No, it's a terrible thing that happened. This was a takedown attempt. At a sitting president of the United States, and we caught them.
0: You know, by the way, glad you were. That was the president. Early morning press conference this morning in Davos. You know, it was amazing. Again, it's a tale of two Americas. It's a tale of, uh, you got America, okay, the president, China deal. Let's see, $220 China now is going to buy our products from our farmers. They're going to use our service industry people. They're gonna they're gonna buy our manufactured goods. They're gonna buy more cars. Thank God. They're they're gonna use get, get energy from our energy sector. Two hundred and twenty billion in two years. He's doing that. And then you got the commemorative pin, somber, prayerful, you know, commemorative pen writing ceremony, smiles and pictures, prayerfully, somberly with Nancy Pelosi. Then this week the president's in Davos. Says this, you know, Schumer Schiff sham show. You know, repeat, rewind, repeat, rewind, repeat, rewind. There's nothing new here. No new facts. Might as well just, you know, got the 24 hours of the shift show. By the way, has anyone noticed how arrogant he is? It's like, it's almost like a gift to the president in so many different political ways. And it's hard to say getting impeached for nothing. I, 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 It doesn't even, it doesn't faze people. I was watching Fox and Friends this morning. One of their correspondents uh, for the for the channel was out doing a town hall. Uh, Linda, did you see this this morning? By any chance? Um, I know you go to bed late like I do, but I got up, went to bed late, and got up early. Um, and I'm or well, you just never went to sleep. The people, well, kinda. It was not my best night last night sleep wise, but the the people in this it was like a bar setting. They're they're there and they're excited about Trump. This does not phase people. All this talk, Bill O'Reilly asked me an interesting question in the last half hour. You know, do you think it'd be better if maybe Trump wasn't Trump and, you know, didn't call pencil neck geek pencil neck geek or the congenital? I call him the compromised congenital liar, corrupt congenital liar, because he is. I mean, he's lied to us for three years. At what point does somebody get called out on being the liar? He's leading this whole thing. House manager beginning their opening arguments today. There, There he is, the congenital liar. And we learn more about his corruption uh, that we reported last night and earlier today, it's unbelievable. But there he is, you know the real quid pro quo is with Joe. But he sends over his Les Parnes new evidence and declares Joe and Hunter totally exonerated. And the reason the prosecutor was investigating zero experience Hunter being paid millions for zero experience, he was the corrupt one. Oh, that's our new evidence. The guy that the Southern District of New York says tried to hide a million dollar payment by Russia. Oh, man, you can't even make it up. It's that bad. But I'm watching the people in Ohio talking to Jim Jordan today who knows the people in Ohio. His dad was a I didn't know that his dad worked um, for GM. He worked. He's an he was an auto worker. Um, You know how hard those jobs are, by the way, they're hard. And they, by the way, they, by and large, over the years, have paid well. I think unions have overreached. I think there's poor management at different times that hurt our industry badly. You know, jobs that Obama said are never coming back. Thankfully, they're coming back. But you got to tailor to America's the presidents in Davos. Every world leader, every big economic guy in the world is there. I don't know these people. I'm, I could care less about the rich people. I'm glad that now wealth creation is now better for the for the. Bottom 50% of Americans in the top 10. That makes me happy. Well, Hannity, you pay more taxes now under the Trump tax deal. I actually do. but But I'm being honest and consistent here. And the consistency is, why reward this stupid state that I'm living in, where I'm not even wanted by our own governor who said, you know, these conservatives that are pro-life and pro-Second Amendment, and he says anti-gay, I'm not anti-anybody. Um, uh, their problem I'm, is I'm, I'm pro, pro leave people alone.
6: Their problem is themselves. Who are they? Are they these extreme conservatives who are right to life, a poor assault weapon, anti-gay? Is that who they are? Because if that's who they are, and if they are the extreme conservatives, they have no place in the state of New York. Because that's not who New Yorkers
0: are. Um, I'm not even wanted. And then I had guys like Rick Perry, Rick Scott, Bobby Jindal, the governor of North Carolina, the governor of South Carolina, inviting me to live in their states. And I would pay less taxes. The reason why I'm paying more is because New York has a 10% state income tax. New York City, and other 3% income tax. I live in the second highest property uh, tax county in the country. And, you know, which, by the way, there's very modest homes in the county. And they pay a fortune in property taxes. And it's just amazing that I'm so stupid. I don't negotiate into my deals to get the hell out of here. Because I'm paying all this money. And... You know, it's it's just pretty remarkable to me that they would want to get rid of people that pay taxes and I pay them all. I always assumed I'd be audited every year. I know my taxes are pulled every year. I have no doubt about that. You're paranoid. I don't think I'm paranoid. I think that likely happens, but I just pay and I tell my financial guy, just pay it, pay it. No, no, pay it all overpay. We're over because well, it's really a legitimate deduction. You know, but it might get questioned. I said, just pay it. That's my answer. Linda, have I not said that all these years? How many times? You've heard me forever. And I joke about it. But I will tell you, it's sad that I was getting a benefit, a tax benefit, living in a state that is electing people that put these burdensome taxes on the people in the state, which is why New York is now experiencing a mass exodus of people, A a huge exodus, like California. Mass exodus. Just if you're going to leave and go to a red state, don't bring your idiotic liberal policies with you, please. Don't ruin the next state you're going to. One little minor request. And, you know, it's amazing that we would get the deduction and reward the people in New York, New Jersey, California, Illinois, for electing politicians that charge huge amounts of money. And then I get to deduct my state, my, my city income taxes, but people that are smart, in Florida and Texas that elect politicians and don't have a state income tax at all and better infrastructure imagine that and they don't get that deduction it's not fair to them so I was getting a benefit frankly if you want to be honest that I didn't deserve so I'm paying I'm ending up paying more but I'll say this I'm happy that now fairness is in play and that we're not rewarding people that elect stupid politicians that basically legitimize government stealing. Because when you're paying 60, 65 cents of every dollar in taxes in some way, shape, matter or form, it's, it's not a matter of taxing the rich. It's like you're disincentivizing anybody from ever wanting to work or live in your state and regulating businesses to death. But this is who they are and what they do. And this is, you know, you want to know what this whole thing is about? It's about power. They want the power. What do they want the power for? Well, they haven't done a thing for three years. We know when they recently had power three years ago, eight years of Obama and Biden, it was a disaster. We were bribing, you know, mullahs in Iran with $150 in cash and other currency. There was no end in sight of the spreading of this caliphate because of the rules of engagement. putting soldiers in jail. I know I repeat myself. I'll do it. God forgive me. But I'm making a point that I think is important. We had 13 million more Americans on food stamps thanks to Biden-Obama. 8 million more in poverty. Lowest labor participation rate in history. And now we have the best employment situation since 1969. And the people that are benefiting the most are African-Americans, Hispanic-Americans, Asian-Americans, women in the workplace. Youth unemployment. African-American youth unemployment, a massive new record. Thank God. I can tell you Sean Hannity was an incorrigible kid. I got more freaking trouble my whole life, still getting in trouble. And you know what? If I didn't work, I don't know if I would have made it. Those jobs I had, delivering papers, washing dishes, bussing tables, you know, a chef, well, not a chef, short order cook is a better description. You know, I, I, I would have, I don't know if I would have made it. I would have been hanging out with my stupid friends and yeah, we were all stupid and getting in trouble, more trouble. Because the little free time I had, I was getting in enough trouble. It's unbelievable. That's what's at stake in, in 286 days. They want to take the power back. Why? We have more liberal justices. What for a new Green Deal? What? A, uh, 94 trillion dollars in ten years. Okay, we only take in four trillion a year. Does anybody have an abacus or a calculator that we can now use? And do the simple math here or the 52 trillion Medicare for all. Okay, well, uh, 52 trillion, 4 trillion a year, 10 years, that's 40 or 12 trillion short just for that without a penny for defense of the new Green Deal. We don't have these are false promises. They're lies. But it's about creating a false image of false security. Keep your doctor, keep your plan, on average, save $2,500 a year. Millions lost their doctors, millions lost their plans, and on average, we all pay almost 200% more than we used to. How did that work out? That was a promise. Pledge, nearly 40% of Americans have one Obamacare exchange option. That's it, one. Good luck with that. Medicare for all? Okay. What do you think that means? uh yeah well you've 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 now by the way national health services if you think it's impossible in great britain well if you hit the certain age in terms of well life expectancy and you want a hip replaced or a knee replaced well you've already outlived your life expectancy we're not going to do it or pay for it we can't afford it i'd like to think if i'm i look my parents didn't live that long not exactly exact in the in the right gene pool i guess if if in fact that has genetic makeup has any play in whether you live or die but if it does doesn't bode well for me but the bottom line is let's say if i can live to 80 and i need a new hip i think i'd like to be able to know my health insurance pays for it i really would well good luck with uh medicare for all you know i know there is a uh, there's a tendency the left status socialists Redistributionists, communists they they love to make promises and they they make promises based on the inherent natural and I mean this natural worries fears concerns that people have you worry well am I gonna be able to go to the doctor when I'm old am I gonna be able to retire am I gonna you know be eating cat food and dog food and you know am I gonna be able to stay in my house you see all these commercials you know I'm falling and I can't get up hit this button and you'll be saved and I, I get it. They're good products. I'm not against them. But, it's, but notice it plays on fear. And these politicians are promising you that you don't have any more fear or anything to ever worry about. Because we're going to take care of it all. Well, the track record they are starting with is atrocious. False promises are made all the time. And it's made in the guise of power. And every time you entrust your government to do something for you. Medicare's headed for bankruptcy. Social Security's headed for bankruptcy. And we can't get rid of or adjust either one of them because it's the third world rail in American politics. You can't even talk about it. But those fears, they're playing on them. The best thing you can do is live in a free America, work your ass off, save every penny you can. Every year around December 1st, that week, I give out bonuses to every single person that works on either my TV or radio show. Right, Linda? Yeah, yeah boss. What do I tell everybody when I get them give them a check and I think I'm pretty generous wouldn't you say you know what the lowest number is it's not bad at all right not at all any thousands amount that is
5: more than your promised
0: thousands of dollars that's my lowest right yes boss okay what do I say to everybody
5: go spend your money live today you never promise tomorrow go that's crazy that's a get a ferrari
0: a money is freedom i have a special i have a special message what do i tell you jason He's not gonna. he's Don't not gonna spend it all up. at
5: Coyote Ugly.
0: Look, man. I do. I'm, I'm I, using it for a good purpose. Windows. Okay. No, I listen. I told you I was proud of you this year. I said that to you. you you're you're putting it back in in your home, your biggest investment that you own. I'm proud of you. I really well, a am. A lot of
3: it's going
1: into that. You spend
0: ass. a lot of money at Coyote Ugly over the years. Admit it. You have a couple of shekels here and there. Yeah. This... Uh huh. Well, look, you're allowed to have some fun. We celebrate freedom and fun. All right, that's going to wrap things up for today. 286 days until the ultimate jury. You, the American people, weigh in and you get a chance to shock the world again. Loaded up tonight, 9 Eastern Hannity, Kevin McCarthy, Alan Dershowitz, Mark Meadows, Jim Jordan, Judge Pirro, uh Also part of the president's team, Pam Bondi, Debbie Lesko, uh, Mark Penn, uh, uh, Jenna Ellis. I mean, we're loaded up. We'll have the best election coverage, the best Schumer, Schiff, Sham show coverage as well. All coming up, 9 Eastern, Hannity, Fox. As always, thank you for this microphone every day. We can't do it without you. We'll see you tonight at 9. Thank you for that, too. And back here tomorrow.